You are listening to the Business First Creatives Podcast. I'm your host, Coley James. In each episode, you will hear real-life stories, behind-the-scene takes, and practical insights for how to streamline and grow a creative business that brings you joy and a paycheck. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Business First Creatives Podcast. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Ashley Burke, and she is a family photographer turning into a brand photographer here in Boulder, Colorado, guys. She is technically the closest guest that I've ever had, like to my physical location. So Ashley, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, thanks. I mean, I already kind of hinted at your switch from family photography to brand photography. But first, why don't you tell me how you got into photography in general? Like, what is your origin story, if you will? Funny enough, my husband is the one that introduced me into photography and the photography world. So I was a special education teacher prior to having kiddos and decided to take some time off after our son was born. And just after the first year, I was like, oh, I need like creative outlet. I need something to fill my cup. And as much as I missed teaching, I was like, I just can't do teaching and mom Mm -hmm. 100%. So for my I guess it was my first Mother's Day. Hunter hooked me up with a local photographer to do something called Photo Camp. And I spent a day with other moms learning how to use my camera and take awesome photos of my son. And I just fell in love with it. Like there was something about being on that side of the camera that made me show up in a different way when I was engaging with my son and other people, which I fell in love with. Nice. And I mean, I feel like that's an origin story that many family photographers have in that, you know, you had kids, you bought a really fancy camera, you figured out how to use it. And you were like, hey, I can use this on other people too, besides the people that, you know, live in my house and I gave birth to. So, I mean, that's kind of how I started in photography as well. I was also a teacher, but a professor at the college level. And I had been largely off for almost a year before I had Chloe because I was on bed rest and we moved. And so I hadn't gotten like a teaching job here yet. And so after I had Chloe, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going back to the class. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm not going back to the classroom. (laughs) I mean, I had played around with opening a daycare because I do love children. Like I love children. And even though I've never taught like elementary school or anything like that, I love babies. So once I got into photography And I got to hang out with like the same families over and over again and watch their babies grow. I was like, okay, no, this is awesome. This is what I want to do forever. (laughs) But I mean, so that's how you got into photography. And this year, you're making a pretty big transition into 2023. Not only are you offering brand photography as like your main source of photography going forward, but I mean, you've like birthed this entire new brand. So what what was the impetus to kind of start Lovejoy Collective? And why are you transitioning from mostly shooting families into shooting women-led brands? So... I am a huge believer that like the universe sends us messages when we're ready to receive them or if we put them out there, right? And we can manifest things. And so I would say over the last couple of years, while I love, love, love photographing families and working with kids and seeing that connection, I realized I was missing out on some of my own family life and memories. Um, Obviously, I've shoot at the golden hour. It's beautiful, but... And the same note, it's taking me away from baseball games or 
play practice or all the other things that my mama role needs me to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when I've been photographing families lately, a lot of the mamas specifically are noodling or thinking about starting their own businesses mm-hmm. or transitioning from their corporate job to doing something that allows them to do what their heart most desires or give them some more flexibility too. And I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I would love to support mamas, other women, other entrepreneurs, creatives, bring this vision to life. And I sat on it for a long while. And then I had a client reach out to me and she has a friend in New York who's a photographer. And she was like, you two should chat. And we just started like jiving and riffing off of each other. And was like, this is what I meant to do now. This is my next step. And I'm super excited to see where it takes me. I don't think we talk about the transitions enough because inside of my course, the CRM blueprint, while I have largely marketed it towards family photographers for a very long time, I do have a handful of wedding photographers that get in there. Mm-hmm. And one in particular, she's actually local again here in the Denver area. And when Terry started having her, her daughters, she was talking about transitioning from weddings into families. And I have another client, Christine, who was talking about doing the same thing. So I think that all of us feel it, you know, in some capacity, regardless of what we are actually photographing, there comes a time when you no longer want to set aside your weekends to either do weddings or family photography or anything else like that, that you start to think, okay, what can I do with my camera in a more traditional nine to five? Well, not even nine to five. I mean, for us that want to be home when our kids get home, it's more like nine to two. Like, how can I use my camera from nine to two? And branding work is a really good way to get that done. Also, um, commercial work, like if it's for, you know, large corporations or even small businesses, um, you can usually get that done during the week, during the hours of nine to two. Now, I will say, The other way that you can get that done is newborns. I mean, I love shooting in-home newborns, number one, because it doesn't depend on being outside with the sun, which you know I hate, Ashley. But I, I mean, you own that. I do. I'm I'm indoorsy. I you know I have a T-shirt that says the great indoors. Anyways, but I do feel like newborns are a really good way to also if you want to continue to work with families. But then the thing is, well, what happens when they're not newborns? Like, I mean, so it's a struggle. It's a struggle. But I am really glad that we had this conversation because I did not know what was prompting you to make the change. And of course, I love it when anybody makes business decisions in order to make their personal life better or create the life that, you know, we all desire, which for you is you don't want to miss baseball games. And I don't blame you. Totally. And I think it's hard. It's like women, moms, right? Like to make that adjustment and be okay with saying this is what I want. Because for me, at least I put a lot of pressure on myself to like do it all. And at some point, like you got to put something down or you've got to make a change. And I'm always wanting to learn and grow as a photographer. And I think this is the perfect time to kind of invest in learning more and growing my business. And it's, it's odd because sometimes someone say, well, you know, Coley, when you do these VIP days, like what do your clients have in common? And I tell them, you know, honestly, transition is what my clients all have in common. Now you are a little special though, Ashley, because not only were you raising your prices, offering new session types, I mean, you created an entire new brand 
an entire new website at the exact same time. So why don't we talk a bit about why you decided to make like all of these changes? Because you could have easily just started offering brand sessions under Ashley Burke Photography, but you chose to transition to a new name. So how did you come up with Lovejoy Collective? And why did you make the decision to basically rebrand your entire business when you've been running Ashley Burke Photography for quite some time? Yeah, so it's funny. I feel like as a human, I've been doing a lot of evolving lately and really trying to feel into who I am. And when I started Ashley Burke Photography, I had like felt imposter syndrome like most of us do, right? And I don't feel like I really leaned into my own craft or who I was or really put my voice out there on my website. I was always just trying to play catch up, I felt like essentially. And I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm, ready, like, I'm ready just to be me and I'm ready to um, put myself out there in a way that I feel like is authentic. And in order to do that, I had to just go full throttle and redo the whole thing. Because you're doing the opposite of what people normally do. Like most of the time, or at least most of the people that I've worked with, if they've had a brand that wasn't their name, they almost always transition into a brand with their name. I mean, now, you know, I don't know if the listening audience actually knows that Coley James is not my name. We're going to pretend for all intents and purposes that it is my actual name. But I mean, I built everything under that name, even though I originally wanted to name my photography business Chloe Reese Photography. Yep. Because my name is Nicole Johnson. And Nicole Johnson is very plain. Uh, it's very common. And it's very hard to get a unique URL, guys. So that is where Coley James came from. It is a completely made up name. <laughs> but I mean, that is, um, I guess I could say this is who I pretend to be on the internet. I mean, but this is my personal brand. Like most people out, you know, inside of my business world do not call me by my, the name that's on my birth certificate or on my mortgage, if you will. But I just think it's really interesting that you decided to do the opposite um, and I really, I mean, I love the name. I've told you this a million times. Like, I really do think that the name is a perfect fit for where you are going with your business. I just did want to address the fact that you are like going up the street <laughs> against the traffic. <laughs> That's how I do things. Let's be honest. Like, I, I like that, I guess, to beat my head against the wall until I get to where I need to be. But I think the reason I landed on Lovejoy is because one of my clients said to me, at one point they were like, you know what? You bring so much love and joy to these sessions. And I was like, yeah, like that's how I want all of my clients to feel when they show up in the middle of their session. And when they leave that it's like, this is a safe space where we just like hang out, have fun and enjoy the process. So let's, let's get one more question in and then we're going to transition to a different topic. But as you have rebranded, because, you know, you hired me for Dubsado, which we're going to talk about in a minute, and you hired Green Chair Stories for some amazing new copy, and you also got brand new branding and a brand new website. Like, what are some, le some lessons that you learned in the process of rebranding your entire business? Whew. I bit off a lot at once, right? So... <laughs> Take it from me, maybe do baby steps. Uh, I learned that, let's see, like outsource the things that are not your superpowers, right? Like mm -hmm. I was trying to do it all and I wasn't doing it well. And so I realized 
I need help. And that's not always easy to ask for. And I'm so grateful that I got to work with you and Green Share Stories and Ashley Carter on my website because it really has brought my voice and my intention, how I want to be in the world as a photographer to life. And I couldn't have done it without a support team. I mean, and I'm so excited for you. And the website is not even live yet. No, I know. (laughs) By the time this airs in the everything will be live, guys. You will be able to go to her brand new website and see it. But I mean, I've just been getting, you know, little peaks. And every once in a while, I type in the URL to see if it's live yet. (laughs) Ashley has assured me that she's going to tell me when it's live. But I just do double checking every once in a while just to see. I promise it's coming very soon. Okay. So now I want to ask you a few questions about Dubsado because, of course, that's how you and I worked together. Mm-hmm. So how long had you had you been in business before you got a CRM? And was Dubsado your first CRM? Okay. So I've been in business, gosh, almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, Dubsado was not my first, but I'm so grateful that I switched. However, I was not using it to its fullest capacity for a very long time like five years. And, <laughs> and I kept thinking like, Oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to building that workflow. And the reality is I am not tech savvy, as you know, from working with me. <laughs> and that's when I was like, I just have to ask for help. I have to get somebody to make it look pretty for me. So what challenges were you having inside of your Dubsado system before you hired me? Cause like you said, you didn't have any workflows. No. So like, what were you struggling with most before we redid all of your systems inside Dubsado? I was still doing everything like one-off, right? Like if I got an inquiry, I would sit down and I would respond. I, w- I was doing everything like step by step and it was taking so much time. I would rebuild proposals based on new images that I had or what I thought the client might need. I mean, it was, it was crazy making. So I just didn't know where to start and it felt so overwhelming that I just froze and was like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I just, oh. Well, let me ask you a question because the first thing that I do, as you know, before we do anything inside Dubsado is we have a very lengthy conversation. I mean, I think our conversation was actually like the full four hours to where you tell me all of the things that you want your systems to do before we sit down to actually plan out how we're going to implement it in Dubsado. So had you ever mapped out like what you thought your actual customer journey should be? I had piecemealed some things together, but I had never really sat down and processed it all. And I think that that's been a big learning through this whole process too, is like, I was kind of half-assed doing things. And I think that it really started to backfire. And that's when it was just like, I have got to do this hundred <laughs> percent if I'm going to move forward. And so it really helped to sit down and have someone help me organize my thoughts around what I wanted it to look like and what it yeah. be. So Lovejoy is technically not live yet, but I also implemented new systems inside of Ashley Burke Photography. Yeah. Have you had a chance to use any of the new systems or yeah. the emails proposals for your family photography clients? Yes. And this is what I have to say. <laughs> like, <laughs> It has made my life so much easier. And it's taken a lot of the pressure off to 
constantly be like checking my email because I know that like, I'm going to get a reminder or I know where I am in the workflow, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. I'm not in this constant limbo space of like, what should be happening? What should I be doing? Who should I be responding to? Like, (laughs) it's, it's my website actually sending me contacts and all of that. So which guys, listening audience, if you don't get inquiries for a while, I do highly recommend that everyone send themselves a test contact form every month. Um, if you're someone who, you know, gets inquiries very sporadically, you do want to make sure that your form is actually working. So please do that. <laughs> Great words of wisdom. So Ashley, what is your favorite thing that I created for you inside of Dubsado? Ooh, um, I love my proposal your proposal is pretty fabulous, I will say. And I can't even really take credit, like the color scheme that you used, just it really made, especially your brand proposal, like your main, it, it's it's so amazing with the colors. I I was really excited about your colors because they, they are just a slightly different version of my own. I mean, you have a pink, whereas I have a coral. Yep. You have a, a blue that's a little bit more aqua than my teal. And then we both have gold. So I was like, Ooh, this is like making my own. I mean, after I finished your proposal, I was like, it's time for me to go give my proposals a refresh so that they can look more like Ashley's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's when I look at it, it makes me happy now. And that's how I want people to feel when they land there to see what they're going to be investing in. Right. Like, Your proposal does, it does exude happiness. It really does. (laughs) (laughs) So was there anything that was surprising about working with me or going through the process of setting up these new systems inside of your Dubsado? You know, I came away with so much more than just you setting up my Dubsado, right? Like I really felt like you gave me great words of wisdom. You coached me through some questions that I had. It wasn't just like, here, do my Dubsado workflow. Good luck. It was, (laughs) you are such a great communicator. You really saw me for who I am. You saw my brand for what I want it to be. And you really have helped me step up my game, which I am forever grateful for. I'm so happy. It's funny. I have to figure out a way to put this on a t-shirt because almost everyone says that when I set up their Dubsado, it's like business coaching. But I'm like, I don't know how to do it any other way. Like, I need to fully understand where you think you're going with your business before I can try to help you set up the systems. So every podcast that I've ever been a guest on, you know, they ask me, well, what's something that someone should do when they're looking for a CRM? I'm like, well, no, full stop first. They have to figure out what they want the CRM to do. And then they can go shopping for a CRM because until you have like a clear vision, and of course, I am happy to help you with this, but until you have a clear vision of exactly what steps you want your clients to walk through and what touch points you want to like interact with them, I mean, you, you, the CRM is not where you should be starting. Like you have to get those pieces in place before you can, you know, make grown up systems for your new grown up business. (laughs) So, I know you haven't had a chance to use it in the branding side, but in the photography side, how confident do you feel using the new systems? Because, I mean, you weren't using any workflows before. So how are you feeling in terms of confidence, in terms of knowing that things are happening as they should? Because that's one of the things that, you know, people are very shy about is that they don't want to implement workflows because they're so worried about stuff happening that shouldn't be happening. 
So I feel like I am still getting to know it, right? And I'm still getting used to the new process. Um, I've been totally like candid with my clients to say this is new and I'd love feedback. Just bear with me. So I'm trying to be vulnerable (laughs) for me too. And it's been great because I've been getting great feedback or there's been some questions. And so it's really helping me dive into what I might need to change or communicate better. Um, And that's just the best attitude, Ashley, because when I tell people, I'm like, no, when I hand it over to you, it's a hundred percent ready to go. But everyone should be thinking about their systems, even, I mean, me included, every three months, every six months, because as you use your systems, whatever they are, and in whatever CRM they exist in, as you use your systems, every time a client asks you a question, that is an opportunity for you to think about how you could make the system better and where perhaps you could have addressed that question before it even formed in their mind. And so I think a lot of people... Like when they think of systems, they really want to hire an expert as like a set it and forget it. And I'm like, that's just never going to happen. I mean, if your business is evolving, as it should for almost all of us, your systems have to evolve with it. So, I mean, yes, I'm giving you systems that work. And we've done a lot of research and we've done a lot of talking to make sure that everything is mapped out like you want. But in three months, you might decide, oh, well, you know, Coley, we decided this. But like, that's not what I actually want it to do now that I've been using it for three months. I actually want it to do this. And in most cases, those are like really simple, you know, modifications inside of your systems. So I encourage everyone, every time you get a client question, every time you find yourself having to do something that wasn't already in your systems, just keep a running list next to your computer so that when it comes time for you to give your systems an update, that's the list that you should be starting with. And you told me to do that from the get-go, right? Which I so Mm -hmm. appreciated. You had all these little like tips and tricks that I really held on to that has made the process that much better. And moving forward, I feel like I'll be able to communicate better in the future around it. I mean, communication is such a big part of the systems. I mean, I really, I really get people on, no, but I can make your proposals look fucking amazing. Like that's how I get you. (laughs) But in the end, I think that communication is what I am most proud of setting up for other people. Because if someone asked me what the biggest time suck was either in my own business or what I see in almost everybody else's business that I get my hands on, it's the communication. We spend way too much time writing emails, like you said, from scratch, every time someone sends you an email, you're sitting down to like, think about what it is that you need to tell them back without starting, you know, from a template. Mm -hmm. Templates get a bad rap, guys. I mean, if you start with an email that's 80% written, and you do 20% customization, that is going to save you so much time in the long run of your business. I mean, it's, it's almost that you can't even calculate how many hours you will get back in your life just by doing that. I believe it. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, Dubsado, website, new brand. What are you most excited about in 2023 for your business? I cannot wait to meet the new people that I get to work with and help support their brand and their business and help them bring their vision to life. 
I mean, and I'm I'm most excited to see who you end up getting in your membership because I know a lot of people try to run memberships and guys, memberships are good. I mean, I have a membership for my family photography clients, Ashley starting one for her branding photography clients. Memberships are a good way to work with the same people over and over again and also get recurring revenue inside your business. But I mean, I think I'm personally most excited to see what you do with your branding membership. I'm excited about that too. And I feel like my membership's a little different than what your typical membership looks like. My Mm -hmm. hope, the reason it's Lovejoy Collective is I would love to bring a group of women together as a collective where it's the same group every month. We show up, we're not only there for photos, but we're there to support each other. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, being on the other side of the camera can be painful. I get that way, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and so how fun would it be to have other women cheering you on and making you laugh and helping you show up as your authentic self? And then it's also a way to like organically network and mm-hmm. grow your social media presence online. That is, we'll like tag each other and give each other shout outs. And I'm going to be partnering with some really cool local businesses to photograph mm-hmm. in their space. So I'm really excited to get that off the ground and running. And I mean, I think we are still, you know, I don't want to say the pandemic is done because I don't know that we're ever going to be done with this pandemic. But I do feel like on the other side of what was a solid 18 months (laughs) of barely seeing people, well, actually, we're going into almost year three, but I'm getting away from the topic. After almost three years, I feel like we are all still starved for opportunities to be in spaces with other like-minded people because we spent so long inside our houses, basically in isolation. So, I mean, from that perspective, I'm also really excited to see who ends up joining and then what kind of, um, you know, like you said, networking opportunities and just making new entrepreneur friends because- you know, that's what it's all about going through this life and entrepreneurship with other women. Agreed. And just being supportive, right? I really love that about women in general. I feel like we want to support each other and lift each other up and it's, you know, collaboration over competition. And Mm -hmm. I really want to lead with that and bring it full circle for the membership. So amazing. Well, guys, if you would like to find Ashley Burke, Next year, Ashley, tell the, tell the listeners where they're going to be able to find you. So you can find me at thelovejoycollective.co or on Instagram under the Lovejoy Collective. Okay. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This was another episode. See you next time. Thanks, Chloe. Thanks for listening to the Business First Creatives podcast. For more information on this podcast, including show notes and links to the video podcast, please visit coleyjames.com slash podcast. Are you loving the podcast? Sharing is caring. Until next time.